Hi everyone and welcome to online service. My name is Gabrielle and I'm so happy that you joined us here today. Uh, before we start, we just wanna pray over our offering and we do wanna continue to thank you for your faithful giving to the Lord. So let's pray over that now together. Father God, we thank you for this time that we have as we are able to enter into worship to you, Father God, and um, especially within our giving. So Lord, we thank you that you are faithful and you will take that which we give to you and multiply it not only back to us, but to further your kingdom. And we just thank you once again for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, um, church, fall season is upon us. And if anyone knows me, they know that I love fall fall. I'm very excited about it. Happy October. And for the church, we're also very excited about fall because there's a lot of great things going on. And we just want to keep you um, in the loop and a good reminder about two things happening. One, next Sunday is our church family day. And it's going to be a really wonderful time with a wonderful message as well as a lot of great activities after second service. So if you have not been around in a while, maybe you haven't been on campus before, we really would love to have you. Um, come on out if you can. If for any reason you can't come, no worries but we do encourage you to continue to watch online and even maybe invite somebody to watch with you. Maybe someone especially who really needs to hear uh, a really special message from the Lord that day. Um, we're really excited about it. Also, as of today, we are kicking off a series called Known by His Name, and it is coinciding with the fall semester of growth groups. So if you have not yet signed up for a growth group, go ahead and do that today. Um, you could just go to the website, graceandpeace.org and sign up. We have growth groups in person and online. So it's really whatever's easiest for you in this season of life. But every Sunday over this series, we are gonna be talking about a name of God and what that says about his character. And then the growth groups in the week in between will be diving further into those very names. So it's really exciting that the entire church is doing this together. Really encourage you to get involved. If you haven't been plugged in in a while, or perhaps you don't know anyone from the church because perhaps you've just been watching online, we would love to have you be a part. This is a great time to get involved. And you are so welcome. So, all right, so now that we got that important stuff taken care of, um, as I said before, my name is Gabrielle. I'm one of the youth pastors here, and I have the privilege of pastoring alongside my husband, Nate, here um, serving our youth, and my husband also does missions. And we are very excited because as of right now, we are expecting our first baby um, in February, so we're a little uh, over halfway there now, and we're really excited about it. And when we found out that this baby is a boy, we got very, um, we did what every parent does, and you start thinking of names, right? And we, we always had this particular boy name that we always really liked for years now. And when we found out that this child is a boy, we just kind of assumed that the name that we had already picked out would be his name. But after a couple days, we both felt separately the same thing, which was, I don't think that's his name. And we were almost nervous to tell each other that, but we both felt the same way, so it worked out fine. <laughs> um, but we just said, I, for some reason, I don't think that's his name. It just doesn't sit right. And so um, we just kind of looked at some other names and we came across the name Noah. And that was never on our list before, but um, for some reason, when we saw it, something just clicked for both of us. I don't know how else to describe it. And we kind of looked into the significance of what the name Noah means, and it just had a lot of um, specific meaning for us, actually, personally. And we just knew that was his name. And maybe if you're a parent, that's not how you named your children. That's okay. It doesn't have to be that way. I'm just letting you know how it has been for us so far. And the reason I mentioned that is because names are important. 
Uh, maybe you love the name that was given to you at the time of your birth. Maybe you don't love it. Either way, I just want to remind you, God says he knows your name and he writes our name in the Lamb's Book of Life when we receive him. And he calls us his children, which is the best label of all. <laughs> um, but again, I'm just bringing this up because names are so important. And even more than that, how somebody acts and how they exude who they are is even more important. So I just want you to take a moment and think of somebody that you know well, somebody you're close to. And I want you to think of that person and then think of something, a word, that would describe that person. So take a moment and think of that. You are probably able to do that really well because you know that person well, right? So let's switch that for a second. If I asked you to think of God and to describe him, is that an easy task or a difficult task for you? Depending on where we are in life, it could be a little bit of both, I'm not sure. When we know God, it can be really wonderful and a joy and easy to describe him. But if we don't know him, it could be a little more difficult. And that's part of why we're going into this series. We want to know who God is. God wants us to know him. God has many beautiful attributes, and they're all beautiful things to study. But even more important, I believe, is his name, because his name declares who he is. And when we know it, we are transformed. You know, we've been saying to the students a lot lately, the students that we work with in the youth ministry, when you know God's character and you know how good he is, it is suddenly a lot easier. It is a joy to follow him and to obey what his word says. When you do not know who God is and you do not know his character, you might not want to follow what he says. You might not want to trust him. It's not easy to trust him. And that is why now more than ever, especially in this culture that is pressuring us to deconstruct what we think God is, more than ever we need to know who God says he is and to really latch onto that and be solidified in that and to be encouraged by who he is because he's a good, good God. So today we are going to explore someone in the Bible who desperately needed to know who God was and what his name was. And we're going to be looking at Moses. So let me set the scene for you. Moses is in the wilderness and his people, the Israelites, are in Egypt and they are in captivity to the Egyptians. They are their slaves. And God has seen their oppression and he has heard their cry and he is going to deliver them. And he's going to use Moses to do it. So he appears to Moses in the form of a, a burning bush. It's a bush that's burning, but it's not consumed. So it gets Moses' attention. And as Moses approaches it, God speaks to him. And he says, Moses, take the sandals off your feet because the place that you're standing is holy ground. Now, I remember hearing that when I was a kid, especially the Prince of Egypt movie was really big when I was in elementary school. So that has always been ingrained in my head, especially. Um, and I always said as I grew older, that's a really beautiful portion of scripture. But why is it there that God says to Moses, the place you're standing is holy ground? He appears to other people in different ways throughout the Bible. But that one moment is when he says, this is a holy ground moment. And as we're looking at the scriptures we're about to look at, it becomes very obvious why he says that, because he's about to reveal his name to Moses, the most holy of names to him in this moment. It is a holy moment. So let's look at it together. I'm going to take a sip of water. <laughs> it's like I got pregnant and suddenly I just need to drink water all the time. <laughs> so um, Exodus 3, starting in verse 9. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel, this is God talking to Moses, by the way, has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppress them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? So he said, 
I will certainly be with you, and this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Moreover, moreover, God said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial to all generations. It is so significant and so beautiful that God is revealing his name to Moses in this particular moment. And we'll get into that in a second. But first, I just want to say the name I am here in the original Hebrew, there's a lot of translation here. And you can kind of take a really long time to study it. We don't have that here, that ability here, but I am going to try to condense it for you. And don't overthink it, but instead get excited about how cool this name is. Um, in the original Hebrew, it's something called the Tetragrammaton. That's a very big word. It sounds like the game Tetris, um, but it's not. <laughs> um, tetragrammaton, which is um, the four-letter word Y-H-W-H. That is a very interesting name, isn't it? Because it has no vowels in it, so it's impossible to pronounce. So the Jewish people took that and they translated it to Yahweh. Maybe you've heard that name spoken before in church. Um, it is also translated as Jehovah or Anytime you see LORD in all caps in your Bible, it's the same name. Now, God is not offended that we've done this because he wants to be known by us again. He wants us to be able to call on his name. Um, though it is a reverent, like a reverent name, he wants us to call on it. So I just wanted to let you know, when you see LORD in all caps in your Bible, anytime we talk about Jehovah, Yahweh, I am, the great I am, it's all speaking of this particular name. As we go through this series, we're going to see that God has many names. Not many gods, one God, many names. They all um, describe an aspect of who he is. This right here, though, is the most sacred of them all. It sets the groundwork for all the other ones, and it's so beautiful. And it's even more beautiful that God is showing Moses who he is in this moment because the Egyptians, the people he's about to go before, um, they had many, many gods with a small g, all gods that they created, all gods that they were striving to keep that image, their image afloat. And quite frankly, it didn't work very well for them because they were created by them. Um, God said, I'm not like those gods with a small g. They are not real. I am the self-existent one. The name I am literally means in the Hebrew to be or to become. It speaks to God's being or existence. He is outside of creation. Before creation was, he was. And he's also not saying that to Moses, I am whoever you think me to be. God is not whoever we think him to be or we, you know, desire him to be. He's everything we need, but he's not just who we create him to be. He already is who he is. And that is so beautiful. He is the God who is, the God who was, and the God who is to come. And maybe you've heard that sentence before, and it might sound really nice, but it's more than just nice words. It's his literal name. It's his essence. It is not a label. It is a theology, and it is beautiful. But here's the most beautiful thing about this name. It is so holy, and yet this very name speaks to the fact that God, this holy God, Jehovah, Yahweh, I am, is ever present with us. My favorite um, hymn in the whole world is It Is Well With My Soul. 
And there is a line in that that says, Christ hath regarded our helpless estate, and he hath shed his own blood for our souls. It is well with my soul. I love that line because it's talking about Christ, the Lord, this holy God regarding our helpless estate, and he is with us. That's so beautiful. And when he says to Moses, I will be with you, he tells him that before he tells him this beautiful name, and he tells him that even after, as you continue to read that passage of scripture, I'm going to be with you. The Almighty God would be with him. You know, the, um, no, Moses went to Egypt and they, he did set the Israelites free and they did walk out of captivity. And for generations, they told their children and their children's children the name of who set them free, which was the I Am. So they knew this name and they knew that it was holy. And so when Jesus arrives on the scene in the New Testament, in the flesh, fully man but fully God, um, they did not know that he was fully God. They did not want to accept it. They asked him who he was. And he said, before Abraham was, I am. They knew exactly what he meant when he said that. And they did not like it because they did not believe that he was the Lord. And they even tried to stone him because of it. In fact, in that moment of scripture, it's where the tipping point is, where they say, we're going to crucify this guy. And as we know, they do, which is part of God's plan because he doesn't stay dead, right? But that brings us to the next portion of scripture that I want to bring bring us to, which is in John 18. And I want to set this scene as well. Somewhat similar to the moment where God appears to Moses, where the people of Israel are in bondage and in captivity. God says, I'm going to deliver them. Now fast forward to the New Testament. Jesus is in the flesh. Humanity is in utter bondage and captivity, and it is of our own doing, right? It is in our own sin. And Jesus shows up and he says, I am going to deliver them because I am the deliverer. And in that moment, the most important part of history happens where he goes to the cross and the death, the burial, and the resurrection of what happens there, the finished work of the cross, the redemption of our souls takes place. And this night that we're studying, that we're about to look at, is the night where he's about to be arrested for that night to take place. And so in John 18, they go to him and it says, starting in verse 4, Jesus therefore knowing all things that are coming upon him, having gone forth, said to them, Who do you seek? They answered him, Jesus of Nazarene. Jesus said to them, I am he. Now, if you're seeing that on your screen, you see that the name he there is in brackets. That's because in the literal translation that we're looking at, he actually didn't say he. He just said, I am. The very name that we have been looking at. And he's the only person who could invoke that name. Then it says, and Judas, who delivered him up, was standing with them. When, therefore, he said to them, I am, they went away backward and fell to the ground. That's a very interesting portion of scripture, and you don't always hear it preached on. But if you keep reading, it actually happens a second time. They get back up. They ask him, if that they're, they tell him that they're looking for Jesus. He says, he steps forward. He says, I am, and they fall to the ground again. Now, think about that for a second. These are people who do not fear him. They do not reverence him. They do not believe he is the Lord. But when he declares, I am, I am who you are looking for. I am who I am. It is so powerful that they are awestruck by that. That's pretty powerful. And you know, um, in the book of John, there are seven I am statements, and you've probably heard a lot of them, but maybe you'll hear them now in a different light. Um, 
I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door of the sheep. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the good shepherd. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the true vine. Um, how beautiful is that? He's not just saying, yeah, I'm that guy. Or, yeah, I'm the guy you're looking for. He's saying, no, no, I am who I am, and I got this covered. And it's almost like the night, as the night begins, as he's about to go to the cross, it's as if Jesus just put the title of the night right up there in the beginning. He said, I am, I got this covered for your soul. And that is so beautiful. So as we, you know, bring this into a close, I want to bring this to Peter now. We're back in the garden. They're going to arrest him. He declares who he is. And Peter, his disciple, one of his best friends, begins to panic. And you would too, if someone was about to arrest your best friend who was also your Lord. And let's see what Peter does. Verse 10, still in chapter 18. Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. So Jesus said to Peter, put your sword into its sheath. Shall I not drink the cup which my father has given me? And that he's referring to the cross. That is such a tiny but such a significant portion of scripture. Because I don't know about you, I'm very much like Peter. <laughs> Peter is feeling enclosed in. He's beginning to panic, right? And what does he do? He takes out a sword. Now, Peter was a fisherman, and it's obvious he did not have... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Experience with a sword, because it's evident because he just starts swinging the thing and he hits a guy, not even a good shot. He cuts off the guy's ear and the guy that he cut the ear off isn't even one of the really bad guys, he's just a servant. So not the best shot here. And Jesus in his compassion in the book of Luke actually heals the ear of that man, which is a whole beautiful moment, the fact that Jesus is getting arrested and still heals this man's ear. It's a whole separate sermon, <laughs> um, but it's really beautiful. But what does he say to Peter? He has compassion for Peter, but he says, Peter, put your sword away. I had a day earlier this past week um, where I just felt very enclosed in, maybe a little bit like Peter. A lot of panic, a lot of just weight of the world on me. Maybe you've had a day like that where you just wake up and from morning to the time you hit your head on the pillow at night, it just was not a great day. You know, you've probably had that before. Maybe you're having that today. I'm not sure. I hope not. But um, in that moment, if I'm not careful, I can be very quick to say, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? We have so much to panic about. Okay, I'm going to take my sword out. I'm just going to start swinging. I'm just going to do everything I can do to fix it. Now pause for a moment. I'm not talking about taking up the sword of the Spirit. The Bible does say, take up your sword, which is the Word of God, and with it you can quench all the fiery darts. That's beautiful. That's what we're supposed to do. But that's different. That's taking up the Word of God in His power and in His grace. I'm talking about that moment, and you've probably been there as well, where you're taking up your own strength, your own power, your own might, and you're just swinging. And it, it's exhausting, isn't it? <laughs> and what does Jesus say to Peter? What does Jesus say to us in that moment? Son, daughter, put your sword away. I have stepped forward, just like he did in that garden. I am he. I am who I am. I am the Lord Almighty. I am the way, the truth, and the life. You just have to step back. Let me take care of this for you. In Exodus 14, 14, it says, The Lord your God will fight for you. You need only to be silent. You need only to be still. The word Lord there, in all caps, the same name we're talking about right here. And you know what's so beautiful? Um, it's Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
the same God who appeared to Moses, the same God who was talking to Peter, is the same God who talks to you and I right now. And you know, just like Peter took up his sword and was just doing his best to swing, and Jesus said, son, put that away. I want to bring us back to Moses for a second. Moses, after God revealed this beautiful name to him, and they had this holy moment, Moses was still not super um, excited to go to the Egyptians. He was still very scared. And God did understand that, but he did say, you're going to go. And um, he said, please don't send me. I can't talk well enough. They won't listen to me. Please don't send me. And God said, Moses, what do you have in your hand? And Moses looked and he said, I have a staff. A staff is just a big stick. That's not much, right? But God says, that's enough. With that, I will use that to perform signs and wonders so that the Egyptians know that I am the true God. Maybe you're a little bit like Moses today where you're saying, I don't have much. <laughs> I have all these disadvantages. I don't have enough education. I, don't ha I have this diagnosis. You fill in the blank. And we've all been there on some level where we're saying, it just doesn't measure up. This is all I have. When you put what you have into the hands of the almighty God, this holy, beautiful God who's ever present with us in our times of need, it is beautiful and it sets generations free. When we take what's in our hand and in our own strength, we just start swinging it's a mess. And I want to encourage us today as we bring this to a close, put what you have into the hands of the Lord, this holy, holy, beautiful, ever-present Lord. You know, as we um, are going into this series, as I said, we're going to be looking at a lot of beautiful names of the Lord. That's why I want you to get involved with the growth group, because it's going to be so exciting to just explore these names. And you'll see that the majority of the names we're studying, they start with the name Jehovah. There are names like Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our healer, Jehovah Ra, the Lord our shepherd. And they're all so beautiful. There's many more. And they're going to be so exciting to study. But I want you to remember as we move forward, as we hear these names and learn about these names, they all start with the name Jehovah, this name that we have looked at today. So he's not just saying, I'm some of your peace. I'm a healer. I'm, I shepherd you. He's saying, I am the shepherd. I am the, your peace. I am the healer. How beautiful is that? That is our hope of glory. Doesn't mean life is easy, but this is the God who walks with us through the dark times in our life, right? You know, there's a, there's a song, um, a worship song called Yahweh, Actually, there's many worship songs called Yahweh out there, and they're all very beautiful, but there's an older one that I'm pretty partial to. Um, it's from Desperation Band, and it's just, like I said, it's called Yahweh. And I actually would love to encourage you guys to just go ahead and Google that when you're done with this. Throw it on YouTube, make Alexa play it, maybe while you're in the car, um, because it's such a song that really nails down the very essence of what we talked about today, biblically. And this name, to me, really demands worship, you know? And it not only demands worship, but it also just invokes such an awe of, wow, God, you're so holy, and yet you care for us. That is so beautiful. So I want to encourage you guys to listen to that today. And as we close, there are a few other um, next steps that we want to take um, as a church family. Maybe you're listening, and maybe you've been hearing about this Lord, been hearing about this God, and um, you do not know him as your personal Lord and Savior. And if that's something you've never had the chance to do, if you've never invited Jesus into your heart um, to live, as we said today, he wants you to know him. And um, 
you don't have to clean yourself up before you do that. So there's a link on the screen. You can go ahead and click that. Don't hesitate. Just go ahead and click it now if that's something that you've never done before. Um, that'll lead you to a really wonderful video that just gives you more an explanation on how to do that. It's very simple, but we would be so excited if you took um, that opportunity today. Maybe you've already done that, and um, another next step, I've I have said this a lot today, is join a growth group. They start this week. Um, they start literally Monday, so now's the time to do that. You can just go to the website. We would love to have that, because this is going to be a time where we are studying this beautiful name. And last but not least, we want to, I invite all of us, myself included, to ask the Lord to reveal himself to us in a fresh and powerful way this week as we begin to dive into the season of knowing him. Let's ask him to do that. Let's say, God, open my eyes. I know, who, maybe some of you, you know who he is. You've heard the name Yahweh. You say the name Lord often and you love him. But I don't know about you, even studying this, this message, it has really just given me a fresh perspective, a fresh awe, a fresh wonder of who he is, how he is so faithful. Since the beginning of time, he was there, and he will be there till the very last breath. And yet, throughout all of it, he is with us. How beautiful is that? Let's ask him to reveal himself to us in a fresh, fresh way. Well, church, we are so glad that you were able to join us here online. We pray that you are blessed wherever you are. We do hope that you're able to join us for the church family day or join a growth group. And wherever you are at, please know that the Lord is for you. He is not against you. He is a good, good God. And as we dive into knowing his character, I believe he's going to do some beautiful things in our lives. God bless you.